But I, I, I see a post from my friend Cassie. Now, me and her, we used to be really, really good friends in high school. Once we went to college, we, as, as you sometimes do, you drift apart. Now we're just the social media friends. Um, so I, I, I see it and I realize that today is her birthday and she must have posted me like posted something for me as like a thank you for the gift that I got her, which one, I don't remember getting her. And apparently I got her a electric eel. I don't know if it was real or if it was like a stuffed animal. No idea because I don't remember any of this because this, I, it would have, I would have given her this like right before our senior year of high school. And no fucking recollection whatsoever. As I'm trying to think, and and I got nothing. Like, like I remember going to we. So we have this water park. Well, used to. Um, it was called Whirlpool Park. It closed down. God, when did this close? It closed when I was either like a between freshman and junior year of high school is when they shut it down. And I mean, the bottom of this pool tore your feet up, but it was so fun. Um, they, they had basically the pool was divided into two different sections. You had one, which was like, it was the entire length of the other side of the pool. It was just like um, how how it, w- it was one giant pool that they put a fence in between. So then you had the one side, which was just an all kiddie pool. Like I think it only had maybe a foot, foot and a half of water all the way through. Like it didn't get any deeper than that. And then you had the other side where it started with like maybe six inches of water and then it went all the way down to I think nine nine or twelve feet. So well, me me and my siblings we used to do this a shit ton where we start out at the very very shallow end and do a baywatch run into until we could dive into the water and start swimming. We never watched Baywatch a day in our life. Cause that was way be I mean Baywatch came out in, fuck, was it, like, um, just, like, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, that it came out, because if that was so, like, we were young, 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 um, because me and my sister were born early 90s, my brother was born late 80s, so... Like, that would have been way before our time. Like, there, I, but, but, like, I remember hanging out with her there, but nothing else. But right now I'm just taken back to my childhood, which is, I would get home from kindergarten and my dad would make me, make me a snack because kindergarten was only a half day. I don't know if it's still a half day. Or if kindergarten's a full day, I don't know. It's it's been years. I don't. I think my youngest brother is going to be in the first grade, I believe. Yeah, I think he's going to be first grade. So I don't know how kindergartens run anymore. Um. But I would get home and I would, my dad would make me a snack and we would watch Unsolved Mysteries. And then I remember when me and my brother, when, when we went to private school, 
we would get home. So we would have times where we would either go home or our cousin would pick us up and we'd go over to our grandparents' house. And it was like maybe like twice a week we would go over to our grandparents' house and then our my our parents would pick us up from there. Um but I remember us coming home because we had cable at the house and my grandparents they had uh Farmer vision. Now, if you're not sure what that term means, um, back before where everything went digital, um, you just had the cable line hookup and they would just get three channels, three to five channels. I think it was three and it was mostly just news outlets. I think every once in a while you can get like Ion or whatever like the old timey uh, channel was where you got a lot of the black and white TV shows. And it, it wasn't um, it wasn't TMC. It was like Comet or something like that. But um, but we would get home and while we we would grab a snack and we would do our homework. And while we were doing that, we would watch Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon. I like Dragon Ball Z. My brother was the bigger fan of it. I fucking love Sailor Moon. I thought Sailor Moon was the shit. It still is. I was talking to someone recently about Sailor Moon. I'm just like, man, I love Sailor Moon. And then when I was younger, I loved watching the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I wanted to grow up to be the Pink Ranger. Because I thought the Pink Ranger was the coolest. And I think that's because she got the, um... Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Callan. How are you guys doing today? I am doing pretty good. Um, I am very confused on something right now. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook. And... I, and I see memories, so I go through the memories, because every once in a while, I, I just like to go through and kind of see what stupid shit I did many, many years ago, which isn't a lot, because I don't really post too much. My mom didn't, my mom was fine with us doing that, but the one thing she wasn't fine with was we'd have small little, they could be used as sippy cups, but we wouldn't put the lids on them, and we'd have like juice or Kool-Aid, and then for, like, a snack, we would get pretzel rods. Maybe this is why I started smoking at a young age. Um, But we would, we would ask, like, whatever we had to drink in those small little sippy cups was beer, and that our pretzel rods were cigarettes or cigars. Yeah, my mom wasn't a big fan of us acting. Like that. Because I... And I think that's possibly one of the reasons I started smoking. So I started smoking when I was 16. Um, And then I didn't... I, it was kind of on and off until I turned 20... It's like 22 when I just... Cause when I played sports, I quit. I, I, I smoked during the summer and winter months. But as soon as I started um, playing sports again, I quit smoking. And then I would get back into it once the season was over. And then it was kind of on and off throughout college. And then when I was like 22, I started... I. I smoked every day. Like I went, I, there are times where I would go through a pack a day. Um, sometimes a little more, but I did that until I was 24 and then I quit. Then I, then I officially quit. No, every once in a while I'll still have a cigarette. But I, the last time I had a cigarette was, um, Probably back in like 2019. 
I think it was at a, I think it was at a bar call I went to. I was, I got drunk, and when I drink, a cigarette sounds, a cigarette sounds great because if I'm sober and I smoke, my stomach gets queasy from just the sun of the nicotine. So, and I've just realized I've talked about like eight different things in just this one opening. Like I'm a very random person and I realized that in my mind just goes places. And I think if I just did a podcast where I just talked about random shit all day long, I think that would be okay. But right now we're just going to get into our book. The Pterodactyl. That's what she, she flew in a pterodactyl. Who doesn't want a pterodactyl to fly in? I think I'm remembering this right. I don't know. But and to this day, if the um, Power Rangers, not the new Power Rangers movie, but if the Power Rangers movie comes on that has a purple ooze man, oh, I will sit down and I will watch it. I fucking love the Power Rangers. I don't care for what they've done with the franchise that now they've got like Ninja Force, Dino Force, whatever else they have. Cause uh, we had one, we had one certain thing of, of the Power Rangers and that was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I would watch that religiously. I had, oh, I had the action figures. Oh, yes, I did. I played with those. I also had Barbies that would marry Woody from Toy Story. So my, my dad made us a, uh, a dollhouse one year. And unfortunately, the Barbies were too big to fit into the dollhouse. But we still, like, we had imaginations. So the book that we have is Savior by Fiona Cole. Our characters are Alex, Eric, Karina, Ian, Hannah, Sophia, Jared, Leah, Oscar, and McCabe. Now, McCabe is a person and also a security group. Um, I will tell you if I'm talking about the person or the group. Um, Before we get into this, just a quick trigger warning. In this book and episode, there's talk of sexual assaults, kidnapping, sex trafficking, and drug use. Now, Alex is... We meet Alex. Alex is a... I believe she's 18 or 19 um, uh, year old woman. And she's working a lot of jobs that are either... I think she's, they said that she's working two jobs on a minimum wage salary. And I, I, I barely had money for groceries and gas with, with doing that. So I understand the struggle and it doesn't help that any money that she saves up that her sister steals. I mean, I mean, if it, I can't hate on her sister for for using drugs because each person has their own vice. Now, is that something that we should all condone? Possibly not. But I can't I can't just just wholly judge her on that. But I can judge her on stealing her sister's hard-earned money to buy herself more drugs even though it, Fucking Alex is starving almost every fucking day. So Alex has to figure out a, a way for her to get enough money to where she can move out and be able to to basically live on her own. So she has heard, she's heard and seen things like this before. And, I, and I've seen them in the mail, or in, not the mail, but in the news and everything. It's like her sister's like almost like freeloading. Their their parents were never married, and when they were younger, um, oh god, I don't remember how old they were, but their dad had taken them back to Ireland, where he's from. So they stayed with him for uh, a number of years until uh, he had 
until he had passed away. And then they came back to the States to live with their mom. Now, everything with their mom was okay for a little bit. But their mom got heavy into drug use, into um, possibly sex work. I cannot remember if if their mom was actually um, a sex worker or not. But where it's... I, I want to say it was like a couple years ago that I saw this, that a 21-year-old... I think, she, I think it was a 21-year-old. A uh, 21-year-old woman was selling her virginity for... It was like... I was it was a couple million dollars I think and and so Alex was just like you know what I, I can I can do this I can make money so she is she puts an ad on the internet to, for to sell her virginity for ten thousand dollars now we might not think that ten thousand dollars is not a lot of money. To her, $10,000 a lot. Because here's here's what you can get with $10,000. You can get a new place to live. Maybe not a house, but an apartment. You are able to get food. You are able to possibly get some form of transportation. You're able to have a little bit of security. And that's really all she needs. Is just those things. And, and she's trying to save as much as she can to be able to get a new place, things like that. But her sister, she lives with her sister still. Um, her sister constantly steals the money that she's trying to save up to buy drugs and alcohol. Now, her sister, as far as I can tell, her sister does not have a job. But their mom had passed away as well. Leah, who is the oldest, um, and uh, got custody of of Alex. And I think when their mom passed away, Alex was like 16, 17. So only had a little bit longer until uh, she was an, um, an adult. So... Uh, after things were going okay with the girls, but then after a while, Leah also got into drug use. Um, she was not hanging out with the best of crowds. I, I'm now at a point, like I've worked at my job for seven, almost eight years now. And I am just now getting comfortable with with just having some extra money put away because bills would just completely pile up and then I'm trying to get get those under control. Um, so I I completely understand how like she's with with and and I even tried um, paying off like like a car bill and and rent and what else oh, car insurance student loans i tried doing all of that on a um so alex is constantly just trying to make ends meet and it i can i can tell you right now in in the economy that we have nowadays like even, like, I have a good job. Like, I get paid well above minimum wage, and I still struggle. So, when this ad hits the internet, it is found by this guy named Jared. Now, Jared works at an IT company. His bosses are Eric and Ian. Um... Ian, we don't really get to see much of him throughout this entire book. They're opening up a new, um, I, I don't want to say headquarters, but a new branch in London. So he's there doing a lot of the, um, a lot of getting that up to where they need it to be. When Jared sees it, he gets a hold of Eric. Now, Eric... 
Eric doesn't like this one bit, and there's a reason why, and we'll get into that uh, a little later as we go on. So Eric tells Jared, look, we are going to act like we're the buyers for this. We're going to get her out. We'll talk to her. We'll get a play. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out where we're going to meet, and we're going to get her somewhere safe. So they end up talking, and that's when they realize... Alex, well, they don't know the, her name's Alex. They, uh, she uses the code name Snow White, and Eric uses the code name Mr. E. Now, they find out that Snow White is doing this all by herself, and that makes this so much worse because if someone else were to find this ad and make this deal before them, who knows what could have happened? Not something that we always have to remember when we're buying or selling something through eBay, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, any 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 place like that is you always have to be a little bit weary because not everyone has the best intentions. So 1983, that is when it's considered the official birthday of the internet. Now, that's roughly, I'm going to do math on my phone, 38 years. The internet's been around for 38 years. Now, we think that's a long time. It's not. It's not. We're still learning and finding things about some form of the internet, some new website, app, anything's coming about, and anything can take a turn for the worst on this. So, I mean, when... I'm getting so off tangent. Uh, um, so, when they learn that... So, they learn Alex or Snow White's doing this herself... I mean, they, they're just like, this needs to get done now. We need to get her out now. Because they know what could happen. So, Eric goes and, sh and, and when he sees her, like, he gets more, he gets more and more angry. Because he's wondering why this woman is being so stupid. And he, he legitimately asked her that because he knows what could happen. And, and they get into a big argument and she yells out, I am tired of starving. And Eric now realizes she's doing this out of desperation just to kind of, just to survive, basically. Eric makes a deal with her. And this deal is that if she stays with him for one month and she follows the rules that he puts down, then he will pay her $10,000. So she's very reluctant to agree at first, but then... She knows that she lit that she can't stay with Leah and Oscar again. So she agrees to it. Now they do go back to the trailer that Leah and Oscar are in and and because she wants to pick up more clothes. Because right now she's just in this very short and tight dress and she didn't bring any other clothes with her. But when they get there, it doesn't go as smoothly as she hoped. One, she wants Eric to stay in the car. Eric's just like, no, that's not happening. And when she gets in, in there, Oscar's Oscar has been trying for a while to get her to sleep with him, which is so gross. Like, there's no way in hell I would let... I would... Like, first of all, there's no way in hell my sister 
would let her husband try to talk me into that. And then there's no way in hell I would let my brother-in-law talk me into that. I love my brother-in-law to death, brother-in-law to death, but not like that. Leah's just, Leah's so drugged out in her own mind. She, I don't think she really knows what exactly is going on around her. So they go back to Eric's um, apartment and, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm reading in this, it's a really, really nice apartment. Um, and he tells her the rules. And basically, the only rule she really has to abide by is that if she's going to go anywhere, she has to tell Eric where she's going. Because he... and And... You might think it's a little overkill of why he's asking this. And the reason he's asking this is asking her to do this is because even though they took that ad off the internet, someone still could have seen it. So there's a lot of sexual tension between Eric and Alex, and this plays out through the entire book. There's a lot of will they, won't they? Uh, he likes to push her. He 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 thinks that she is too young for him, so he pushes her away, and 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 this is where I don't really care for Eric all that much in the book because he does this. He brings dates to either his office or right outside um the the company and he'll make out with them right in front of Alex he'll have sex with them in his office to where Alex can hear like he does all of this shit and like I I I get that he thinks Alex is could be somewhat traumatized by what has happened to her so far in life. And he really just wants to help her. I get that. But what I don't like is he's automatically choosing what is okay and what's not okay. He's not giving Alex the choice, which I really think he should because he's making all these decisions without really talking to her about it and I think if he did talk to her about it and they actually had a full-on conversation of if it's a good idea or if it's a bad idea for them to try to have any sort of relationship together then they can kind of figure out what to do from them but she does find out why Eric helps the women that he does and that's because when he was in his 20s, um, his parents and his two twin sisters, Hannah and Sophia, they went on vacation to Florida. Hannah and Sophia had um, snuck out one night with fake IDs and went to an 18 and up club. Now, the girls were only 17 at the time. And at this club, they were both kidnapped, drugged, and were taken to a uh, sex trafficking ring. And for four months, Alex was tracking them. They moved from state to state. They, like, the... The ring that had them was constantly moving. Finally, after about four, four and a half months, he had finally found them. Unfortunately, for one of the twins, he was a day too late. Sophia had died from a drug overdose. When he found the girls, they were both chained to a bed next to each other hannah saw her sister die right in front of her eyes i recently i I, i've talked about this on the podcast before where i bought a bike off of 
uh, Facebook Marketplace. I had talked to, to the person selling it. I asked them if there was anything wrong with it, anything like that. They said, no, it works fine. There was a couple things that were that needed to be fixed on the bike. Um, and like that, that's, that, I mean, it, it was just small little things, but I mean, there are, there any, really anything can happen on the internet and it, in the internet, I think, cause like I, okay, I, the internet came around, God, I, I think. I mean, we think the internet's been around for forever. Truthfully, it hasn't. The internet is still somewhat new. I mean, it's been, uh, fuck, what, 30 some odd years maybe? Eric blames himself if he was, if he didn't work as much, if he went on the vacation, if he found the girl sooner. He takes all that blame and puts it on himself. And he feels so guilty. Something that him and his sister have done is they created a foundation called Haven. Haven is a foundation that helps girls and women who are in sex trafficking. And helps them with counseling and basically to get back up on their feet. And he tells Alex this because they're having a benefit for Haven and all of the employees in his um, at his company are required to go. So everything's okay with them there. Um, they do act on their attraction to each other on their way back from the benefit, but it Eric pumps the brakes before they can be before basically they can get past third base. Alex is so tired of being rejected by him. So there is a time where Earlier in the book, she had uh, gone to go see her sister one day. So she had walked to the, she had taken a bus or taken a cab and then walked to the, um, to the trailer park and saw that her sister and Oscar weren't there. Alex had left her, her number so then Leah can get a hold of her if need be. And Leah does get a hold of her. But she's asking for more money. So when they originally went to the to the trailer to go get Alex more clothes, Eric had left Leah a thousand dollars. Leah blew through that within days. What so now she's asking for more money. And Alex is just like, look, the only way I'll give you more money is if you leave Oscar. Leah's calling her selfish. I'm fucking sorry. How the fuck is Alex being selfish? Because here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the older sister is being a, a fucking mooch, basically. She's, as far as I know, she doesn't have any sort of job. She steals what she wants. She lets Oscar do whatever the fuck he wants. And all Alex is asking her is, if you leave Oscar, I will give you more money. And, and she has the audacity to call Alex selfish? Uh-uh. No. Just say Eric is mad when he sees all the texts and calls coming in from Leah is basically an understatement because Alex had never told him that that she was going to go see her sister. Never said anything like that. So Eric is confronted by... he he When he's there, 
he finds this one man there and and he kind of he vaguely knows this man and this man's name is Marco Deveris. He is the one who uh, almost killed Eric beforehand. He's the one that is running the ring. Now, what Marco doesn't know is that it's not just Eric there. Eric's got Jared. He also has the McCabe group there. They also have the local police there as well. They, they have every they they thought of everything that they would need so they finally uh eric is grazed by a bullet but they're able to take care of that entire ring and in the process of taking down the ring they're able to save 10 women now eric's new goal is to not have Alex move out. Alex was thinking of moving out. She had found an apartment that she liked. She goes, well, I, I can do this and this. And Eric is now is, is trying to get her to stay. Now, she what something that I haven't said yet, and I should have, is that she's working at Alex's or at Eric's company as an intern. So he works with Karina because Karina is part of a marketing um, um, marketing group. And so they're working together and Alex is able to get into the meetings with um, him and, and Karina. So she's learning kind of the business side of the IT and the marketing and she also has a fairly big girl crush on Karina. I mean, who who wouldn't? Um, now, they're having a meeting with Karina a couple days after this all goes down. And Karina, at this point, is eight months pregnant. And we find out at the end of the book that it's Ian. Ian is the father of... Her baby. And that's where the book ends. And I'm sorry to leave you with such a cliffhanger, but it is such an amazing cliffhanger. Um, yeah, like I I really like this book. It it has a very darker tone to it than um some of the others. It still has its light, lighthearted moments, but it does have that darkness to it. And I think that's something that really draws you in. And this book has so much realness to it that for some it could be uncomfortable to read. Because we don't get a lot of books. We get a lot of... Like, I've read quite a few books where... A main character had been, or a main character or a character had been sexually assaulted, that they've been um, abused, thing, uh, tortured, kidnapped, things like that. This is the first book where they've talked about sex trafficking at all, and it's not something that we really think about all that much, which. I, I think that's something that, I mean, it's, it, oh God. The, I mean, this is a hard subject to think and talk about because the thing is, it's something that she's constantly just thinking about throughout the entire day. And, and it finally... I don't think she's fully gotten over it, but it's either that day or just a couple days later. Like, there, there, Jared comes over to Eric and says, Hey, there's been some more chatter of uh, Mr. E around. Now, what they are starting to remember is that when, when Jared went in to help rescue, um, Alex as well as Eric, he called Eric Mr. E. 
And that kind of tipped them off that, well, and they think that it was Eric, or not Eric, that it was Leah and Oscar that are kind of putting this around. And this could end badly for Eric, because the last, so before Eric went by Mr. E, <laughs> before he went by Mr. E, he um, had the code name Robin Hood. This, he, he ended up making such a name for himself and, and kind of, like, rubbed it into the people's faces of who he would, of who he was saving those girls from. And, okay, the, these guys are not good men and whatsoever. And so they got angry that they're, product was being taken and they were losing money. So they staged a um, what do I want to call it? They staged a uh, no, well, with all this chatter coming back up, they're just like, well, this may or may not be good. We might have to have you lay low. We'll figure out what's going on. But I can't, Jerry's just like, I can't track any of it because it's so infrequent. Leah does, I think she calls Alex and was just like, I left Oscar. Uh, he's checking my phone. He says he's going to come get me. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Alex is just like, tell me where you are. I will come get you. Just just get somewhere safe. Tell me where you are and and I'll I'll, I'll help you. She's at a hotel and it's the same ho it's, it's like a motel, but she's at the same motel that she met Eric at. And right there, that should be some red flags. Um, so when she gets into the room, she sees Leah there, safe in the arms of, of Oscar, with another man there as well. And she realizes, fuck, I've been set up. Don't know, she doesn't know what she's been set up for yet. But it comes out that they know about the ad that she put out on the internet about her virginity. So, they're planning on selling Alex to a few different men for money. The guy there is the first client. Now, before she can be, she is, uh, this man does assault her, but he's not able to, he's, he, he stopped before he's actually before he rapes her. Eric comes buzzing into the room because Jared tells her that or tells him that he's found out that the ad that she had originally posted is back up online and that there's no way it could have been her because the time that the ad went up online was when they were supposed to be at the um the uh, uh the benefit so they know it wasn't her that put it up so then they're just like well it could be her sister could be the sister's boyfriend we need to figure out where she is so they find her eric's able to get there and rescue her at the same time and that night once they get back to eric's apartment she 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 feels this man's hands on her and it doesn't matter how much she scrubbed herself she still feels that so she is asking Alex or she's asking Eric to help her to forget 
that feeling to replace it with his own. And he's, he's on the fence about it, but she goes, this is what I want. I, I know that you're thinking this is coming from like a traumatized um, position, but it's not like, and, and he can't fight her, his attraction for her anymore. So they, and so they do have sex and it's consensual, consensual, fuck, consensual on, um, on both parties. And he, he tells her the next morning, I'm done fighting my feelings for you. For as long as you want me, you have me. Now, Alex, like, she's, she's, She's okay with all this. The only thing that she's having trouble with is wrapping her head around that her sister was trying to sell her out to men. And it's just... There's so much just with all of this just to unpack. And it's... I don't know. It's, it's a lot. A coop in a way. Cause, cause how, how do you, how do you get your head wrapped around that your sibling, your family was willing to sell you for money so that, so that you could buy more, so that they could buy more drugs. I, I can't even get my head wrapped around it. This so Eric used to go and do rescues by himself. And so he found out that this that this ring was there, that he that there was some women there, so he's gonna go in and save them, but it was a trap. And he almost died and if it wasn't for Jared, he would have died. So with this, all this chatter coming about, they're worried about like the same thing's going to happen again. Now, Alex gets another phone call from an unknown number, and it turns out it's Leah calling her. Leah says that she has been, that Oscar has sold her to the, these men. She's already been raped once. Um, she stole one of their phones. She needs help. And and I think the thing that Leah kind of overplays and shows her hand is she says this. She goes, the guy that the guy that you're with, he he helps women. He saves women. So so he can help and save me. No one ever said that. No one ever said anything to her around her. Or around her about Eric and what he does. So right there, there's red flags all around. So you know something's up. And Eric understands that. So he gets Jared and the McCabe team together. And they make a plan. They are... are going through all these different scenarios and and picking out basically what they can do. And so they so they finally get a plan together. They leave Alex at the apartment which she does not like whatsoever. They go to where the cell is and once Eric goes in first and he acts like he's just a customer and he finds out right away it's another trap. Um, Leah and Oscar were playing a role and they just get, they get paid and they literally just walk out. It's, it's, Oh, it's a very, very difficult subject. So I'm, I'm going to say this. If you need help or if you know someone that needs help with uh, 
uh, has anything to do with sex trafficking, please call the number 1-888-373-7888. Or you can text either help or info to 233-733. And please, please, please find an organization to donate to today that's helped stop sex trafficking. I looked on the internet. I found automatically seven different organizations. There could be more out there. Please donate. Um, This book has really brought a light onto that for me. Because the only time that I had really... Like any like sex trafficking had been brought into play beforehand was for for me was the movie Taken, and it's yeah it's really difficult it's a difficult subject to talk about even if it even if like it's never happened to you it's it's something that we don't want to talk about even though it should be talked about um this has like there's so much that there's so much in this book that didn't get talked about that should have gotten talked about but i mean this episode's already running long as is so i'm gonna leave it at that but i highly highly recommend you guys read this series um If you guys want to find me on social media, you guys can do that on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books uh, Podcast. You guys can email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. You can email me any of your book suggestions, any of your thoughts and feelings, any questions you guys have for me. Um, Also, please, please, please rate, subscribe, and review Every little bit helps me. Um, I will see you guys all next week for the next episode.